0: You're listening to The Big Viewski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas.
1: Greetings, movie fans. You're all very welcome to The Big Reviewski with Omniplex Cinemas and my Omnipass. I'm Owen Doherty, and this week, I am over the moon to be joined by two very special mutants. They were both born with superhuman abilities, activated, of course, by the X-Gene. Please welcome the X-Boys to the studio. It's Rory (laughs) Cashin and Palmer. Oh yeah,
2: X-Boys. Does that feel right? It doesn't sound right. Does that feel good? <laughs> you <laughs> don't want to google this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just don't
3: google X-boy. <laughs> yeah.
1: oh. X-Boys. X-Boys, Rory and Paul.
3: Isn't we already we already have Hydra Man? Hydra.
2: Is that really yeah, a, I know. Are we bringing that's, them back?
1: That's a different cinematic universe. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. so it is. I can be
2: I can like Chris Evans it I can be both Human Torch and yeah. uh,
1: hyder America. <laughs> <laughs> so uh So, yes, X-Boys, Rory and Paul. If you'd oh, like to get it in touch with <laughs> like the X-Boys, um, <laughs> you can tweet us at Big Reviewski. You can get in touch so on Instagram. So, the
2: X-Boys? Did that make you the daddy boy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no,
1: no, stop this. <laughs> oh, I started this. You I'm did. so sorry, yeah. everybody. Um, we have a super show coming up for you. Um, we have some of the X-Men coming up who are actually women. We have Sophie Turner. And Jessica Chastain, who are stars of the brand-new X-Men Dark Phoenix. So we've got that to look forward to. We also have Omniplex tickets, as ever, to give away. uh, So you can see brand-new films. (laughs) I shouldn't shake my Uh, face like that. (laughs) Like (laughs) X-Men. Like like X-Men Dark Phoenix, exactly. Um, But kicking things off this week, it is, of course, time for The Big Question. And for this week's Big Question, it's over to (laughs) X-Boy number one, Palmer. It just
2: does not improve at all. Um,
1: Why am
2: I X boy number
3: two? <laughs> X two. Uh, so we're now in June. We survived. Congrats, guys. We made it through this far. Go it. for it. Yeah, we did it. Uh, we've looking back.
2: J- Justine didn't. No,
3: no. He's, the ghost <laughs> is still R. here. Justine. Uh, plenty of great stuff coming up uh, for the next six months uh, at the halfway point of the cinematic year. Loads to see in your local Omniplex. But we've already seen some really, really good stuff in the first uh, six months. So simple enough. What was the your favourite film you've seen so far of
1: 2019? So, a couple of contenders, like, jumping out straight away. Um, But no, 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 while I make up my mind on which one it is, uh, Paul, what did you go for?
3: I went for something that uh, I didn't know an awful lot about before I went in. I knew, like, I love John Wick, which I did. I knew I'd I'd like um, an awful lot of the other stuff I've seen, but can you, can you ever forgive me? Just I went in, I had no preconception of what it was. I knew it was a good performance. I didn't know if it was a comedy or drama, but it just really spoke to me. Uh, We've spoken previously about Melissa McCarthy. I'm not the biggest fan of her film work. I really liked her stuff uh, in SNL and stuff, but I always found a lot of her performance kind of the one note, the loud, kind of large in life character. But this is completely different uh, and rightfully, gold, I think she was nominated for Golden Globe. Uh, basically, just plays Lee Israel, a bum writer who uh, is down in her luck, look, looking f- to make a quick book, uh, ends up uh, impersonating all these, writing these famous letters from famous authors. And Richard E. Granton is kind of a, 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 kind of a similar author as well and he's so good in this as well as a double pairing they work so well like no morals no money alcoholism writers I mean like it just spoke to me <laughs> yeah. um, but it was really really clever done uh, they rightfully deserved all the uh, all the nods they got and um, yeah just a real one of those films that just really crept up on me uh, kind of as well like some of the other ones I saw previous comedy talked about a few weeks ago well, I'm not going to do an own and mention God. it which I loved <laughs> um, but this I really really loved and um as a double pairing, they were so funny, really funny. And
1: Richard E. Grant is it's just amazing in it. Well, off the back of the film, obviously he got Oscar nominated and could not contain his joy.
2: His Yeah, his, his social media covering of
1: his own happiness. <laughs> yeah. We but need he, more of that yeah. in the world. But this is the thing because uh, it was so lovely to see. He's, whatever, in his 50s, I would imagine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but he was just like a big kid, he was mm-hmm. so happy. Uh, posting videos uh, the day he found out, he was uh, like crying with joy. And then even at like the Oscar parties, getting to meet people who have been his heroes his entire life, and he was now in their company. And and as you said, Paul, everybody raving about his performance uh, and Melissa McCarthy's in the film. And he just seemed like you know, just living hilarious. his best that, life. That <laughs>
2: image of him and uh, Donald Gleason, that's <laughs> yeah. still, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I immediately can already hear him talk but this
1: is so. This is obviously one of the the first pictures that we've seen in the brand new Star Wars film, uh, The Rise of Skywalker, and he clearly plays one of the evil. Uh, admirals in the in the uh, in the fleet uh, with the first order. Donna Gleason is standing behind him, and then you kind of look and you're like, "Woo!" Stern. Then you remember what Richard E. Grant is <laughs> actually like in real life. So I'm hoping that his performance kind of is enough to, like, kind of detract yeah. from. Oh, he's really happy on Twitter. And <laughs> yeah. I think
3: it'll be uh, big for Melissa McCarthy as well because it
1: just gets her out of
3: what we were getting her used to seeing in, because yeah. I remember the Happy Time Murders, and it was like, you're better than this stuff, you know, you can do much better. So hopefully it opens up that kind of, she can do the drama, she can do the comedy, uh, and if you haven't seen, can you ever forgive me, if you go, do you get a chance, to track it down, because it was one of those films that kind of, had maybe two or three weeks and then kind of left very quickly, but um, yeah, really, really good.
2: Well, she's in that new film with Tiffany Haddish and Donald Gleeson, isn't she, it's out this December, it's like... A female mobsters movie.
1: Oh yes, the kitchen.
2: Uh, the kitchen. Yes, mm. that's so it. So it does look like she is c- correcting Branching her yeah. career. Okay. She's doing a McConaughey.
1: <laughs> she so is. good for her. <laughs> is McCarthy? there a McCarthy? There's something McCarthy- in there. Sons? We'll get it by Christmas. Okay, <laughs> we've got time. Um, show's cancelled. Um, <laughs> uh, so where were we? Ah uh, yes. So I have actually um, I've whittled it down to one. Which is the the whole point of the question. So I'm not going to say that my answer is Beale Street, if Beale Street could talk. I'd probably just start crying if I did pick that one. But I'm not picking that one as much as I absolutely love that film. And the soundtrack as well, Iggy in particular. But um, the one that I am going to go for is predictable as ever, Owen. It's Avengers Endgame. It is my favorite film of 2019 so far. Let's that take a little. was
2: almost your answer for last week's hidden gem question, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, every single <laughs> week. Listen, I haven't gone for Showgirls, which is a start, though. Uh, so let's take a, a little look at Avengers: Endgame.
2: I finally know what I have to do. I know in my heart that it's right. Groot, put your seat
3: Picking
2: up after you boys. Your haircut?
0: Notice you've copied my beard. Some people move on, but not us. This is the fight of our lives.
1: the journey is the end. I know it's like the biggest film in the world this year. It's yep. most likely going to be the biggest film of all time ever. Probably. Um I know that this isn't like some kind of like, oh great recommendation and I might go check that out because everyone's seen it like nine times probably. Um but this is the film that I've had the most fun at. Uh although as we were saying Paul, uh we went to see John Wick 3. Uh, last week. Don't you dare. (laughs) No, no, no. no, I know. (laughs) your third one now. (laughs) No, no, no. But uh, there was just something special about uh, Avengers Endgame, having been through that entire journey of the 22 films uh, over the 11 years. And it just, I absolutely uh, loved it. And then even um, on repeat viewing, just picking up on so many different things and reading up about it. And uh, there are certain scenes, again, not spoiling anything, Certain scenes in it that you just, whenever you read up about it, it was actually, oh my, like, it just adds a lot more to the film. So, um, I I thought I was going to cry at Beale Street. Maybe I'm going to cry about (laughs) Avengers Endgame as well. I definitely cried more at Endgame than Beale Street. Oh, really? I did cry at both, yes. But you're. I'm an emotional. emotional (laughs) More on that later. Um, But yes, so that has been my favourite film of 2019 so far. Solid choice. There you go. I appreciate it. Okay, cool. Rory, what did you go for? The favourite. I forgot what, about The Favourite, Was my The Favourite as well? my
2: favourite? Uh, it was back in January, obviously it did quite well at, at all the awards. It certainly did. Uh, it was, I know it was released in America before the end of last year, but we didn't get it until January this it was, year. I think it was oh, New and, uh, Year's Day.
1: A. Who directed it? Of course! Mr... Well, well, I feel like Rory needs no, to say
2: you, it. Okay. Let's, let's all give it a go.
1: Yeah, Elizabeth Berkeley. And <laughs> <laughs> it is, of course, Jorgos Lanthimos.
2: Nice, nice, <laughs> yes. uh, Yeah, no, I got to sit down with Mr Jorgos Lanthimos, uh, Lanthimos. To discuss the comedy, the super dark comedy. Um, yeah, just, I loved it so much. The three lead performances. Any one of them could have, and should have, won an Oscar. Uh, it's just such a weird-looking film as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely love this film as well. As you said, three unbelievably strong performances. Yeah. Can we take a look at it? I've got a, a craving for seeing some of it. Is that, is that okay yeah, with you? Yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: And for hot chocolate. <laughs> a craving it's for that's, that. That's
1: what's in the clip. Oh, that's cool.
2: It's Double whammy. Segway. segue. Nice.
0: Are the people really angry about the land tax? They'll be angry when the French are sodomising sort of their wives and planting their fields with garlic. The Tories must not be rode roughshod over, though. And more dead if we do it. It is painful to lose men, but we cannot be half-hearted in this, or they will see our weakness and take us, and we will lose thousands more. Uh, none for the Queen. What? What, you cannot have hot chocolate. Your stomach, the sugar inflames it. Abigail, hand me that cup. Do not. I'm sorry. I do not know what to do. Oh, fine. Give it to her. And then you can get a bucket and a mop for the aftermath. me
1: back. I haven't actually seen the favourite since I saw it in the cinema. And I feel like it's another one that's gonna reward uh, going back and watching it again. Just
2: yeah. Just because it's, it's so
1: goddamn funny. It's
2: really, really funny. I need to, uh, like, the whole scene of her uh, just tearing out that guy. It's like, are you looking at me? Don't look at me. Are you looking at <laughs> oh, me? And that's just, amazing. Uh, like, yeah, it's just, it's so well written. Uh, it's so well performed and I can't wait to see
1: what uh, Jorgoth Lentimus. <laughs> So, uh, three really good um, recommendations there from the best films of 2019 so far. There are like gazillions of others as well. But can you ever forgive me? Avengers Endgame and The Favourite. And of course, Avengers Endgame is still out the minute you can go and check it out.
2: And I figured the reason you brought it up is because Booksmart is brilliant. Yep. Yes, and none of those people are going to see it. They really should. Yeah. Uh, that was, I actually thought that
3: was going to be your... Yeah, page. it was torn. Yeah, uh, re- but I think it's because I went in expecting Booksmart to be great because mm. like uh, first views from uh, South by Southwest were amazing, but I knew nothing about Can You Ever Forgive Me? and it's one of those that just when you know nothing and you're kind of bowled over, you're like, yeah, it just sticks with you a bit more. Yeah. But Booksmart is so good. Check it out. There's loads of films and uh, we'll probably do a preview for the next half coming the up, rest up of next the few year. weeks. So, yeah, Definitely. Loads, loads more Definitely. good stuff
1: to come in. You're nearest... Omniplex uh, cinemas. Yeah, smooth. Is that also, <laughs> also how you do... <laughs> A smooth plug right there. Like sandpaper. <laughs> uh, now it's time for uh one of the brand new trailers uh that has been released uh in recent weeks. So um I know there were really uh strong ones like Terminator, Dark Fate, which is out. There's also AKA
3: Sarah Connor, Dark Fate. Yes, yeah, yeah. Sarah Connor,
1: yeah. And there was also there's a brand new Irish film uh with Ashley and Franciosi. Uh, oh, the, the, uh, the Nightingale. The Nightingale, yeah, which looks, really looks brilliant with as the Irish. well. Well, she sorry, she's Irish. Well, she's she's, she's an
3: Irish colonist goes to Australia. Revenge film and uh, from the director of The Babadook, Jennifer yeah. Grey, is it No, Jennifer? <laughs> oh, Jennifer Grey no, from Ferris Grey. Bueller. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, so those all look brilliant, but there was uh, another trailer uh, released in the past few days, which is the Goldfinch, and uh, which is obviously based on a hugely popular book. The Goldfinch, <laughs> um, have either of you read the book? As we established That's last week, cult? I'm still in the middle of learning to read, still The Goldfinch. Um, have either of you read this book?
2: No, I've, he- I've heard about it.
1: Oh, you and see people walking around with po- this book. Like Pulitzer Prize winning. Pulitzer Prize winning, so, exactly. You know it's good. I feel like we should set up some awards that Paul is responsible for deciding on and the Pulitzer yeah. Prize winning. What do you think? Could that work? Would it's, you be up for that? It's, it. it's not
3: getting an X. It, hate it. it doesn't need well, it. We discussed
1: yeah. the merits of my woeful joke. Uh, here's a little look at The Goldfinch. In
0: Amsterdam, I dreamt I saw my mother again.
1: Same beautiful pale blue eyes. I lost sight of any landmark that might have led me someplace happier. established that even though this is one of the world's most popular books, that it did win the Pulitzer Prize yes. back in 2014. None of us have read it. Uncultured Swines. I have read books. I've read yeah. some books. You can't expect me to read all of them. All three of them. The
2: making of showgirls.
1: That's so. oh, what a book. Yeah. So it's um, a pop-up first, book. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so <laughs> the Goldfinch uh, stars Ansel Elgort and actually has uh, Irish director John Crowley. Uh, who directed Brooklyn and kicked things off with Intermission as well? Um, really good cast in this. You have Nicole Kidman and uh, Ansel Elgort. As we said, plays the lead. Like
2: our good friend Sarah Paulson.
1: Yeah, Sarah Paulson as great. well, of course. Um, so what do you what do you make of Ansel Elgort? First of all, like the are German you town. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> are you fans of his? Because I think he is. There's something about his face that makes me want to go. <laughs> and maybe just a douche. give him a little douche of <laughs> the nose. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, like I actually quite enjoyed him in, was it the Fault Stars? Yes. Mm. I thought he was good in that. Uh, he was in, was it Baby Driver? Baby yeah, Driver. I hated so. him in Baby Driver. Straight really? up. Yeah, I was hated not him. a fan of him. because I think when you look like you might be smug all the time, you probably shouldn't play someone who is <laughs> smug. <laughs> smug all the time. Yeah. Um, so that really went against him for me. But he was was he in was it the Maze Runner,
1: the Divergent series? Yes, yeah, the divergence. the divergence, Yeah,
2: yeah. He was a smug, smug. He, person he plays smug. Uh,
1: I think because he just naturally
2: well. does look smug. Yes. So in this. It doesn't look as smug. He looks like he's really trying to get over the death of his mother who's killed in a terrorist attack in the <laughs> Metropolitan yeah. Museum of Art. Yeah, so
1: if <laughs> we've seen this film once, we've seen it a million <laughs> times. No, well, this is the thing. I know we were talking about me being an emotional wreck, but uh, whenever this trailer did uh, come out, I was <laughs> sitting at my desk watching it and I just started welling up because even that scene that they show uh, that his mommy is killed... Uh, in this terrorist attack, and obviously the film's about him coming to terms with that, and then where his life goes after that life-changing event, um, I was like, oh my god, this trailer is making me very emotional. Um, so no, I can't Just wait to see the film. No
2: reason not yeah. to go to museums.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Avoid all museums at all costs. Um, but yeah, he is pretty unlikable, I think, Ansel Elgort. <laughs> I don't see why he keeps getting cast in things at the moment. Um, like obviously, directors like uh, like Edgar Wright are like, this is the guy for me. He's the star Baby Driver, but Edgar Wright could make anybody look cool. He could probably make us look cool if he wanted to as well. A couple of slow motion yeah. cuts and cool soundtrack. Sure. It's a bit of a stretch though. Um, but no, but there's something about this film. I like or this trailer already. I'm like, I really, really want to one read the book and two see the I'm film. Curious
3: where will it between
1: kind of, like <laughs> summer kind of like three.
3: Some are kind of like. Uh, popcorn or is it actually pushing the awards season? Because like, Crowley is clearly light after Brooklyn and Nicole Kidman, I like what she's been doing. Like I thought she was really good in line. Uh, Big Little Lies, but, like, I like what she's doing recently in this period of her career. So I'm curious, will it, where are they kind of thinking? Is it for the awards Oscars. audience or what? Oscars, Oscars Yeah.
1: Oscars. Well, it's released, uh, the film's going to be coming out in September, so yeah, pushing into the mm. uh, end of the year in award and season.
2: I know this is like... Insider Nerd Talk, the cinematographer, is Roger Deakins. Oh, <gasps> Amazing. Which is why it looks so beautiful.
1: Yes, Griffin, so uh, uh, obviously Roger Deakins won his first Oscar after being nominated a gazillion times. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did he win for? Blade Runner 2049, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but he did like um, Sicario and No Country
2: for All Men. Yeah, he's just like and,
1: stunning, yeah. stunning cinematographer. I'm yeah. um, so, Roger Deakins has made Ansel Elgort less punchable in the face, which is an amazing <laughs> achievement. Probably more important than his Oscar win. That's Oscar imagine. number two in the bag. <laughs> yeah, in <laughs> the bag. So The Goldfinch coming out in September, and uh, yes, cannot wait to see that. Um, one of the big releases this week, of course, is X-Men Dark Phoenix. Uh, we promised you the stars, and we're going to deliver on that promise uh, before we chat to Sophie Turner and Jessica Chastain. Um, here is a little look at the brand new X-Men film. Ladies and gentlemen of NASA, this is Charles Xavier. Help is on the way. We're doing space missions now.
2: Cool. We get the astronauts, we bring them home. Go.
1: The heat signature's rising fast.
2: We gotta get out of here. Where's Gene? Where is she?
0: Jean!
3: She should be dead.
1: Did you hear what the kids are calling you? Phoenix.
0: Hello, Jean. Who are you? The better question is, who are you? Something's happening to me.
1: When I lose control, bad things happen. But it feels good. So we're trying to work out how many X-Men films there are so far. Of course, we could just use our good friend, the internet, but uh, we just prefer to try and do it ourselves. Head Google. So as we said, we reckon <laughs> there's <laughs> roughly <laughs> 11. We're in the double figures uh, with the X-Men films. And obviously this is one of the prequels with the younger cast again. So Sophie Turner is returning as uh, Jean Grey. Um, so they've done Days of Future Past. Uh, who, who has first class, the younger ones.
2: Well, she oh. only arrived in Apocalypse, yeah, I think. She oh, she did, was yeah. Apocalypse, yeah. yeah.
1: Um the other ones like people like uh, Nicholas Holt there as based. He's uh, been around since first class, yeah. yeah. Fastbender and McAvoy as well. Mm. Um so this is the fourth one kind of in that mini mm. subsection. Yeah, this yeah.
2: one is set in nineteen ninety two. Oh, it's nineties. Yeah. Very cool. Um I think it was the year the new I think it was I think it's like tied into the year that the Phoenix story was told in the comics oh, for the right. first time, okay, maybe. Cool. So, uh, and I think that's when it got really big in the world because it was around the time the the
1: animated series came out. It was on TV as well, with, uh, with the greatest the intro the music of all movie. time, yeah. unbelievable. I mean, actually, the credits were amazing. and Everyone literally yeah. Yeah. just th- running along. But, yeah. um, it was quality. So, Sophie Turner, obviously huge star now, off the back of Game of Thrones as well. Uh, Have
3: you Game of Thrones? No, oh, all yeah. right.
1: And mm. What's no. the last season? Like? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, yes, the rest of the cast return because you keep forgetting. Like, it's an unbelievable cast. With uh, Ty Sheridan is in there as well, um, but Jennifer Lawrence, like you know, just yeah. oscar Hanley playing Mystique there as well, just hanging about. Yeah, <laughs> but um, uh, before we hear the review of the film, uh, Rory you got chatting to Sophie Turner and Jessica Chastain. Yeah, um, and there's a lot of mystery around in uh, surrounding Jessica's character about who she actually is.
2: Yeah, like I'm to be her name is Smith. Uh, that's okay. Not her name. <laughs> that is not. A, that's just a lie. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: lie M D B.
2: Oh, okay. Okay, not, we'll take I'm not it. I'm mad at that. But <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, there is. The, mm, I'll get into it in the in the review. But there there is reasons why they're being very okay. uh, specific about who she is in the film. But yeah, I sat down with them both, and the two of them, they're both obviously great actresses. But in this film specifically, you can see it in the trailer. They they can do. Uh, very intimidating stares mm. fantastically well, where they're just they're looking and they're like, I know I'm better than you and I could kill you if I decided <laughs> to, but I'm just not really arsed right now. So, I asked if they could give me like a little, little mini masterclass on how to do that, and uh, <laughs> they did, and... I was terrified.
0: <laughs> how, how would we do that? You just feel dead inside sometimes. Yeah. You know yeah. when you just suddenly kind of stare off into space and you catch mm-hmm. yourself and you've been like this the whole time?
2: You, yeah, and the person in your line of sight is like, are they looking at me? But
0: or? now <laughs> do it while making con- eye contact with someone.
2: Okay. What? That's actually too much. You know <laughs>
0: what happens though? You know when you stare <laughs> off into space, I always, and it's so bad, but I always like find myself that I've been looking at someone's crotch. And I don't mean to, oh, but it's I like, see, you know, it's I think you do mean to because that never happens to me. And then I'm like.
2: Maybe you're sitting down and I'm everyone still, else is standing <laughs> up, but that's just the level that's, like, in front of you. Actually, sorry, yeah, I was actually on the
0: that. subway once. Sorry, real quick. Yeah. I was on the subway in New York, and, you know, it can be quite aggressive. And sure. I was just there, and I was, like, staring off into space, and all of a sudden I saw this woman. She, like, woke me out of it, and she was like.
1: <laughs> no way.
0: <laughs> like that, I was like. Oh God! I'm I was so looking at you. It was, it, was just it was just daydreaming, but she was like, what do you want? Wow. Super intense. Like literally aggressive. nothing. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry, New <laughs> York, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, I should be better. <laughs>
1: I'll be better. <laughs> so a couple of things in this. One, I never thought that you would have needed uh, a lesson in giving a terrifying dead eye stare. Listen,
2: it's always to good to, to keep your skills sharp, yeah. sharp. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah. keep you on your toes, yeah. uh, and to be fair, Sylvie Turner and Jessica Chastain seem like two of the best in the business. At this, and that was terrifying mm. uh, for anybody who was watching. You obviously saw them do it. Uh, for anybody who was listening to that clip, you could probably still put, kind
2: of hear them. Do yeah, it. the <laughs> silence
1: is deafening in that clip as they uh, as they look right through you, like yeah. deep like into your soul. My blood was like running cold for Rory watching that. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Um, and then they seem so laughing and jokey and friendly, and it's like bang. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. That's, that's how you know like they're good. Is, yeah, on Go, a dime, good at their job. Definitely. <laughs> Um, uh, the full interview uh, with the two stars of the film is up on Joe as well. As I we said, you do talk to uh, Jessica about the mysterious uh, nature of her character as well. But as ever, uh, Sophie Turner. As we said, spent uh, a lot of time filming in Ireland with Game of Thrones as well. And, and uh, no, 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 it's no. a no. check it out. It's not not too bad. Um, Season any good? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you were obviously chatting to uh, her about her time in Ireland and also Jessica. Who yeah, I was trying to
2: figure out because obviously we knew Sophie was here, uh, but I was for to, years, for like a, a long ass time, yeah. but. Uh, I was trying to, well, I was just like brought up naturally. I was like, Have you been to Ireland? I anticipated her to say no. (laughs) And then I was going to ask Sophie, Well, you've been here a long time. Where would you recommend? Of course. uh, Jessica to go. Uh, That didn't work out because it turns out (laughs) (laughs) Jessica has been here filming for a project. I'm still not totally sure what it was. Um, And then went on a trip around most of Ireland (laughs) with her. Mother or her granny? No, her I think granny. So. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh well, that's my question. <laughs>
1: she's like, she's like an Irish ambassador. She's like <laughs> my an question expert. Ruined.
2: Yeah. Uh, but then they would just the two and went on a, a nice like love letter about how much they love uh, Irish people. So it worked out in the end. But it did. Initially, I was like, I have to edit this while you're <laughs> while you're <laughs> yeah, answering yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is what they had to say about their time in Ireland.
0: Filmed in Ireland, in Northern Ireland, and then I went on a three-week trip with my grandmother we started in dublin went all the way to um galway and Kinsale. we stayed in kinsale for a Ooh, week nice. and all the way around the bottom
2: wow see i was going to say i was like obviously we know you've been over a good bit i'm going to say could you recommend somewhere for <laughs> she has to get to go it turns out she could probably tell you where to go <laughs> she could probably
0: tell me better well no you've f- you filmed no longer yeah but i was in northern ireland i, was in- I-, I only went to ireland once when uh-huh. the filming was oh. wrapped, which was crazy because it's like a two-hour train from Belfast to yeah. Dublin. But I, I just, really? I was too tired to ever do it because mm. we were filming so long.
2: You had a good time, though.
0: I loved it. I went to some great pubs.
2: Fantastic. Mm-hmm. But that's that's, that's all yeah. Ireland has, really.
0: That's all you need. <laughs> the people, though, the people are really special in Ireland. So lovely. Ireland and Italy are the places that you could get lost driving somewhere and you pull over and ask for directions and they invite you for a drink. Mm.
2: Yeah. 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 Or they'll tell you like a 30 minute story about where
1: you're going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. "Yeah." They're just so so happy happy you're there. They're like, welcome, let's take care of you.
1: Sophie Turner and Jessica Chastain seem like a lot of fun. If anybody actually bumped into either of them uh, during their time in Ireland, like get in touch, any cool stories of like, Mm. I would love to have met Jessica and her granny. Just turn around. Just uh, in Kinsale. (laughs) Yeah, just in Kinsale. (laughs) Uh, You know that Sophie Turner was probably in the background somewhere just doing her... Dab. Was it not, good? Not bad. I no. That was okay. Do, go, you do one then. Okay. I can't. Okay. Do one. You don't have to. Do those it. cameras are filming. You have film to criticise can't someone's dab, dab and then. But just, you have to,
2: you have to give, give a reason for a dab. You can't just do a dab. That was a great interview, Rory.
1: Nope. Worked. <laughs> 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 Paul, do you want to give one again? No, the camera's filming. <laughs> After the show. Yeah. That'll be a b- 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 bonus feature. A celebratory bonus dab. Yeah. Um, So yes, X-Men, Dark Phoenix uh, in cinemas now this week. Yep. Um, The X-Men films have been hit and miss. Some absolute Uh, crackers in there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I still, one of my favourite action scenes of all time is still the opening of X2 uh, with Nightcrawler 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 in the White House. I thought you were
3: going to say say Quicksilver in the Pentagon. That that was
1: phenomenal as well. That was great too. Go back and... uh, i have to go back and just watch that Nightcrawler scene and just go, mm. that is so amazing. It was amazing. done so well. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and then, as we said, some of the films have been not so fantastic. I think was a Wolverine or something. It was absolutely fantastic. Well.
2: Origins was bad. Apocalypse was bad. Apocalypse was not a great film. The Last Stand. It was, wasn't great. Of course, yes. Which was like the first time you were like, oh, these aren't going to all be good. All right. <laughs> yeah. okay. But that's enough. what happens when you give a film to Brett Ratner.
1: That's true, That's true. Um, uh, but what about uh, Dark Phoenix? Where are we on like kind of the, the scale of X-Men films?
2: Maybe the worst one. Oh my oh, god of almighty, are you serious? the worst one, yeah. It's written by Simon Kimberg and directed by Simon Kinberg. It's the first time directing, and okay. my interview with Simon Kinberg at <laughs> banjo.ai if you want to check it out. Uh, he also wrote the script for X-Men The Last Stand. Um, so why he would be like, do you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go back to the one that was bad and do it again, and I'll direct it Simon. this time. Um, I yeah. gotta do things right this time. <laughs> I'm gonna fix my <laughs> problems that I caused the first time. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's weak. It's uh, it's just it's quite bad. A bit messy. It's kind of boring. Right. Uh, like Where at least the last stand the, last stand. the last stand was uh, messy, but like when stuff happened, like the the San Francisco Bridge yeah, attack, and you're and like, and that was, was cool. cool yeah, yeah. Like there's bits in it that you're like, all right, like it's it's not good, but it's kind of entertaining. Mm. Just disappointing compared to X2. This one is just, just plain old dull. And then when stuff is happening, Like, Jessica Chastain is one of the greatest actresses working today, she's won Oscars Mm -hmm. and she can, you feel she can do anything if she wants to, and I'm sure in It Chapter Two, just in the trailer alone, you're like, great, you look great, this, it's horror, you can do horror as well, fantastic. Um, She literally does not emote in this film. Uh, Her character is apparently an amalgamation of three or four really famous uh, comic book characters but she's also a, cr- a completely new creation that's just for this film. Okay. Um, and she wants to, to harness the, the celestial phoenix power that's gone into Jean Grey to use it for uh, a plot that I think is the exact same plot from uh, the fourth Transformers movie, <laughs> where if you remember that one, it's like, we're gonna we're gonna terraform this, and it's gonna be our planet now, yeah. and I don't like you guys. It's like, can you not do that literally anywhere else? <laughs> yeah. You have to do it here. <laughs> Um, yeah, and she, it's like getting her in to do. And I don't, I'm not saying this, uh, I'm not o- over exaggerating this, to do nothing. Right. She stands there and talks in the tone that is just like. She, there's just no emotion in it. She doesn't do anything. She just. Uh, well, obviously. It's really frustrating.
1: <laughs> well, Sophie Turner's kind of the lead in this, obviously, because the film is about her, Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Um, does she get a chance to at least show off her acting skills? She
2: does it? a bit more, but like. It was. It, she's now. She's now Famke Jensen, because <laughs> I thought she was pretty great as Jean Grey. Yeah, she was amazing, yeah. Uh, and in this, like, it's, it's. They don't. They don't. Again, they just. They mishandle the story because it's, it's rushed. Whereas with like the Avengers stuff, they they spent so many movies leading up to, to Thanos, and then he actually got two movies to himself to play it out. With this, it's like, it arrives halfway through this film and it has to be dealt with by the end of this right, film. Okay. And like the Phoenix story in the comic books is bigger than the Thanos story.
1: Well, as you said, uh, whenever it was released, like kind of early 90s, uh, like it made this massive impact in like comic book mm. kind of lore. Mm. And then it's like, well, there you go, half a film. Yeah, and
2: pack. like even in, in like when it was done on
1: the animated series, like this this plot got like
2: three episodes to itself, which is unheard of for like a cartoon, a cartoon yeah. because you, like there's no to be continued on cartoons. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. it starts and it ends and everything's fine. Um, so yeah, like for them to rush along something this of this size, it's the exact same mistake they made in The Last Stand, except they The Last Stand had decent action sequences, and this doesn't okay. have any. Okay. And everyone just seems, it, it really felt like it was a film that was filmed to suit everyone's availability. is in it for maybe five minutes. Jennifer Lawrence, if you've seen the trailer, you'll know she's in it for maybe five minutes. <laughs> uh, e- everything just seems like, right, we have Sophie Turner, uh, and everyone else will get like one or two scenes okay. around that. Mm. Um, there's one decent scene at the end um, on a train that, again, is in the trailer. But apparently that was entirely reshot because the original ending was the exact same ending as Captain Marvel. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Because uh, the whole thing was meant to take place in space. And then they're like,
1: uh, We need to change rah, that. So okay. they had to
2: change it all. Uh, so... The last scene actually reminded me a little bit of World War Z, of all things. Oh, okay. uh, Which you'll understand when you see it. And that bit's okay. It's a long time to get there. It's over really quickly. Yeah, it's just, it's a boring mess.
1: Ah, that's disappointing. It just seems like yeah, Marvel handled everything right with the MCU but that just, this doesn't seem to be, the X-Men characters and storylines don't seem to be handled. And they will be getting the same kind with of, the merger soon enough, so Marvel will be yeah, dictating there's talk the course. Of, of Deadpool X-Men coming into uh, the MCU as well, which would be unbelievably exciting, because it just feels like there might be more, uh, yet time and care taken over uh, how to handle those characters and, and use them in the right way. Ah, well, still massive X-Men fan. Uh, do you think, like, does it require, like, a sad dab instead of like a happy one? Is a there a I sad
2: one? I'd be curious to see one. It's <laughs> like
1: kind of floppy hands. It's kind of thriller. That, that is yeah, yeah, that yeah. a bit thriller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. thriller. I can so, I can get on with that, like so sad that, doesn't, for, that doesn't annoy me. For X-Men Dark Phoenix. It is not the only release uh that the X-boys have been to see though. Oh God. Um there is of course it's the brand, <laughs> brand new comedy uh late night starring uh Emma Thompson, an absolute legend, both of Hollywood and just like uh she is a comedy genius uh, and writer herself. And uh, and Mindy Calling, who is the writer of Mm -hmm. Late Night as well, and also uh, co-stars alongside uh, Emma Thompson. So before we hear the review of Late Night, here's a little look at the film.
0: That's our show, everyone. I came to tell
2: you this year is your last. What? They can't replace you if everyone loves you.
0: Do none of you understand what is at stake here? I am being replaced. Think about why the show is bad and come up with ways to fix it.
2: I wish I was a woman of color
0: so I could just get me job I want. We talked about this, you can't say that. I know what everyone thinks of me, but just because I was lucky enough to get this job doesn't mean I'm stupid enough to lose it. What exactly is wrong with my bits? You're a little old and a little white. What can I do about that? I have some jokes for the monologue. I shouldn't do this in an English accent, should I? No. Watch it! This is your show. It's an expression of who you are. How would you describe Molly? She said I was the vibrant splash of color <laughs> on the
2: gray canvas of our writing staff. Oh. I mean, hey, 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 hey.
1: Everybody should bow down and worship Emma Thompson because she is a genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, this looks like a really interesting role for her because obviously people are really familiar with late night US Talk shows, yes, um, which is just wall to wall white men, basically, uh, in terms of the hosts, the majority of them. You got Terrence Noah, uh, who does, or Trevor Noah, sorry, who does The Daily Show, mm. as well. But um, so this feels like uh, Mindy Kaling is like time to make a point here as well, uh, while being really kind of intelligent about it, because the trailer has a lot of good gags in it as well. But is the film as funny and as smart as the trailer?
2: Uh, I. I think so. Yeah, I think it's it's up there with um, it's up there with long shot and book smart in terms of intelligent, funny, female-led uh, comedies, which is which is great
1: because that's three in the past few weeks. Jeff.
2: Yeah, I know it's this it's been it's been a great time for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 basically Thirty Rock meets The Devil Wears Prada. So I was like, well, sorted. <laughs> I'm I mean, fine with this definitely. with Emma Thompson. Great. Uh, yeah, it's really really funny. Thompson plays a like a horrific, horrific boss. And Mindy Kaling almost accidentally ends up on her riding crew, just almost by winning a competition. And everyone else in the riding crew is a straight white man and she is, you know, Mindy Kaling. So she comes in, she's like, I'm gonna change this whole thing up and refresh everything because the show, the numbers are declining. and um, Breath of fresh air. And initially, Emma Thompson is like, how dare you come in here and think you can tell us what to do just because you're different to all of us? And then she realises actually the difference is what she needs to improve and it's a slow uh, relationship beginning and then it all blossoms and it's lovely and it's great. It's very funny and has lots of funny things to say about comedy and the workplace and working with
1: male dominated uh, industries. Yeah, it's just, it's really, really good. Brilliant, happy days. That's, yeah, just a really strong run of long shot, book smart, and as we said, late night as well. Uh, The full interviews uh, with the stars of the film are up on Joe. We're going to have them on the show uh, next week as well. So you can look forward to that because uh, they are, again, Emma Thompson, just even though she is uh, <laughs> like so good at everything that she does, she just seems so humble and yeah. charming when it comes to it as well. And she's just like, oh, thanks for the compliments. Yeah, she, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, was, it was actually like a life goal achieved to have talked to her <laughs> amazing so there's, Does there's you get to shake always, her hand yeah there's which been, hand can there's I, been like you touched yeah. Touch <laughs> <laughs> there's always been three that I've always wanted to interview with, and she's the second one on the list so I have only <gasps> one more to go
1: you're like Arya Stark back to Game of Thrones <laughs> <laughs> you just have your list who were the other two one who I have met already
2: Sigourney Weaver okay and then the one I have not met yet is Kate Winslow oh
1: that will be a great one as well yeah. Uh, I'm rooting for you, man. <laughs> Hope it happens for you. Yeah, any day. Yeah, Kate, just do a Kate, movie. Kate, if you're okay? watching, make Roy's dreams come true, please. Um, so yes uh, that is Late Night Out in Cinemas and highly recommend it mm-hmm. then. definitely go and check it out uh, for fun smart laughs um, okay now it's time for this week's competition giveaway uh, I want to say congratulations to uh, well thanks to everybody who entered whether well, you got them right or wrong as well still we appreciate it's the effort the matter. <laughs> but, but it's it's also the winning. winning but mainly the winning more than anything yeah <laughs> um, and congratulations in particular to Paul Hosford who's bagged himself some Omniplex tickets, so we'll get those out to you. Uh, So last week's competition high clue was, here we go. Fed suits tasty case, makes contact with Godfather, face off with the pigs. We did the syllable count; it all checks out. Paul and Rory, did you have any inclination as to what the answer might be for that one? I needed to sip on some Chianti before it came to me. And
2: fava beans and stuff.
1: I get it. <laughs> film references. Nice. It's Red <laughs> Showgirls. Um, it is not Showgirls. Man it is Hunter. not Red Dragon. It is not Manhunter. It is not Hannibal. Rising. It is, <laughs> <laughs> it is not Hannibal Rising. It is, of course, Silence of the Lambs. Uh, the reason it's Silence of the Lambs is because I say it is. Uh, but it also is because... Uh, <laughs> Fed suits Tasty Case. So the Fed uh, in the film is uh, Clarice Starling played by Jodie Foster. Uh, so she is the FBI agent. She suits the tasty case. Obviously, she gets the case. It's tasty because he eats people. Um, and she suits it because Buffalo Bill is trying to make a suit uh, out of uh, out of people as well, which is, don't do that, Buffalo Bill. No. Not a nice uh She wears a very lovely trait. suit
3: as well when she's meeting Halibur. She
1: does, like her. actually. Yeah. Um, the middle line was, makes contact with Godfather. Um, she obviously meets Anthony Hopkins in the film. Uh, contact is one of her... Best roles as well. Um, godfather. Anthony Hopkins plays Odin, father of Thor. So hence he was the, oh. the godfather. That's, there. A, that's an obscure one. Yeah. Obscure, it. It's obscure, but it. it's, it's, yeah, it's,
2: it's hard. It wasn't yeah. obvious. Yeah, yeah. 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 good. Yeah. Happy. That's days. what obscure yeah. means.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. I told you, I just need <laughs> to learn to read. So <laughs> defensive. Yeah. <something> like <laughs> and the final line was "Face off with the pigs" because that part in Silence of the Lambs, whenever. Hannibal Lecter, again, just not a nice thing to do. Takes a policeman's face and wears it uh, out of the... That was
3: one of my first images, I remember, of horror, with the body on the cages and This lit... blade
1: yeah, up yeah. on the cage, That's one of yeah. the first things I ever All of it's
2: insides under the outsides.
1: Yeah. Oh, it was... That is a... Like, those films are just absolutely And the baton, doesn't
3: he break a man's hand in two with the baton and then.
1: Uh. It's, yeah. but, I uh, have
2: a lot of time for Hannibal. As I well. think it's yeah. super
1: underappreciated. Yeah, um Anthony Hopkins as we said before just is rumored to be like that unbelievably nice guy but makes an absolutely terrifying villain. Emma Thompson would make a good villain. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she's
2: um, kind of a villain in Late night.
1: That's true. Um, but she doesn't th- splay people or <laughs> eat <laughs> that, their we faces, know, <laughs> yeah, that we know of. <laughs> yeah, that we know of. Yeah. So, yes, that was uh, Science of the Lambs from last week's. One. Oh, and Face Off with the yeah. Pigs was a little subliminal. Pigs are the police in that one. Yeah. But a little subliminal hint at uh, whichever one? Uh, Hannibal. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman gets his face eaten yeah. as well. But, um, and there's pigs in that one. And there's pigs in that one as well. But, and then
2: uh, the Godfather, because doesn't he call himself God in Red Dragon? Doesn't Ray really find like, I am a God? Oh, or yeah. So
1: there's, Ray, yeah, yeah. so there's we, yeah, uh, Francis Dollarheide. So there's a little connection to those ones. But the correct answer is Science of the Lambs. Now it's time for this week's High Clue Pens at the Ready, Massive brains at the ready. brains at the ready, Small Brains at the Ready, whatever size brain you have. Here we go. It is C I A at C. Jack's not Han, Bruce, Kirk or Jim. Bonds with entrapped cap. So C-I-A at C, Jack's not Han, Bruce, Kirk, or Jim. Bonds with entrapped cap.
3: No, I got it.
1: You got it? And I think so. You both have it? Ooh. Yeah. Exciting. Can't win the prize. Um, for anybody who's listening, uh, it's C-I-A, obviously the letters at C, S-E-A. Uh, Jack's is Jack Apostrophe S. And uh, yeah, that's everything. Not Han, Bruce, Kirk, (laughs) or Jim. Those are the words that I am saying. Um, Okay, I'm intrigued to find out what you think it is. Uh, Yes, so we'll put that up on Twitter and Instagram as well, so you can send in your answers to that, and somebody will win some Omniplex tickets. That's a good one. Yeah, Yeah, I like Like that that one. one? Okay, sweet. Are you implying that you didn't like some of the other ones? This, if this is the what I have, think I, I can
2: explicitly <laughs> say it if
1: you like. <laughs> yeah. If this
3: is what I think it is, it's made me want to go back and watch it instantly you now. Dying so to like, watch this oh, film, yeah.
1: yes. Uh, yeah, we have come Not a to...
2: good accent to work in this. Yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. interesting accent <laughs> but work, clever, definitely. Though. Clever, clever
1: <laughs> in how it was done. <laughs> Don't give away yeah. the answer. Um, so yes, that's pretty much everything for this week. As I we said, we will have the stars of Late Night uh, on next week's show. We're also going to be taking a look at, coming soon on The Big Review Ski, it is Men in Black International, which is the third, fourth fourth, fourth, fourth film in the Men in Black. I understand and Black. why you'd want to just oh, assume it was might gone just with be with the second. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with Jermaine Clement in the third one. That's right. Um, but yes, so uh, Chris Hemsworth, Tessa Thompson uh, reunited after Thor Ragnarok. Um, Emma Thompson and again. And yeah. Emma Thompson again. A double helping of Emma Thompson, which is no bad thing. Um, yes, so uh, yeah, any plans for the week? Just gonna take it easy, watch films. Just chill. Just I'm, chill. Yeah, gotta work on my tan. tan. okay. <laughs> In the dark. Yeah. Well, Paul, go and give us one, Dad, before we go, please. Please, exit dab please, leg. exit dab. Oh god, oh. so sorry it's to end like that. Hands. <laughs> I can feel that dab over here. Yeah. Okay, we'll see you next dab week. <laughs> That's a I. dank
2: dab.
0: You're listening to the Big review ski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas.